Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Greg Maturi, currently the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in Youngstown. Welcome, Father. Thanks for having me, Tim. We're having a good time this week discussing what we believe as Catholics from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church. And today's question centers on salvation. 337 of the UCAT asks, how are we saved? Uh, Yeah, that's a great question. How are we saved? Uh, And first of all, that salvation is the whole point of society. The whole reason that there's human community at all is for sake of that special community, the communion of saints in heaven. Every human person is called to the society of heaven, to be with God forever, the love that never ends, the goal of every human life where there's no more sadness or suffering. So ultimately, everything we strive to do in building up the good of the human person, the common good of society, is all meant to have as its goal that we all get to heaven and enjoy the the human society of heaven with God forever in heaven. And that's what we mean by salvation. Ultimately, salvation is to be with God forever in heaven, an unbreakable bond of personal, intimate relation of love and knowledge. Um, And and that's what we mean by salvation. Isn't that the uh, definition in the old Baltimore Catechism? To love, know, and serve God in this life so that I can be happy with him forever in the next. Exactly. Good point. That's exactly why he created us. That's exactly why he saved us. Uh, and so we, you know, we talk about salvation um, in the human community, and that's why the Second Vatican Council emphasized the fact that we're not simply saved as individuals, although we are saved as individuals, but we're also saved as a communion of persons, a community of persons. And, that, and so that's the importance of the church. And uh, the, the idea is that... Um, Love requires a community. It requires the interpersonal relationship of community. And your, our love is only as good as the person we love the least. So we need to live in community, and we need to live in community with people who irritate us, who drive us crazy, who force us to learn what it means to really love somebody. And some of those people might even have our same last name. <laughs> That's why God created marriage <laughs> and kids. <laughs> yeah, so you know the the idea is that ultimately society, the f- which is founded on the family, is supposed to be a school of love, of learning how to accept people you disagree with, how to uh, you know uh, you know live with people you hate. Um how to get along, how to develop a peaceful modus vivendi. Um, and uh, this, is, this is the goal of family life. This is the goal of society. And um, because, you know, love, you know, lots of people 
like to help other people but keep them at a distance. Oh, sure, I want to give money to the poor, but would I, would I ever spend time? Would I ever invite them into my house? Would I ever spend time with the poor? Um, but you know, because after all, they they smell and they don't act like me and things like that. Love to be true, you know, the the kind of love that gets us into heaven has to be that love that goes beyond us so much so has to be the love of the cross total self-sacrifice total self-giving and if we don't learn it here on earth we learn it in purgatory uh, so sometimes uh, it's better to learn how to love people you dislike here on earth uh, rather than have to learn that love in purgatory because there's no going to heaven unless you have the love of Jesus Christ, which is completely self-sacrificing, self-denial, service, total service to other people. So, but if we don't learn to love the people we hate, if we don't learn to love our enemies, then heaven will be hell. Doesn't the church teach us to love the sinner and hate the sin? Isn't that a famous Sure, that's exactly right. Quote? So, yeah. so we don't necessarily hate people, but maybe we hate how they treat us or what they do. And and what we do, exactly. That's exactly the point. Not to hate persons, to hate their evil act, to hate evil action, but not hate evil, per, but not to hate the person. And um, to to strive to understand the other person. Look, who you know, people do some of the stupidest things. And you kind of scratch your head and wonder, why do they do that? Well, but you don't know what people are going through inside. You don't know what, what happened to them in the past. You don't know what kind of trauma they've been through. So part of love, part of salvation, is always to strive to understand the other person. And try, you know, think in your head, would I have been able to be a good person had I gone through that? So, you know, always to think higher of other people, um, than, than the world would move us to. Father, wouldn't you say that, I, I know personally, I used to think I had to understand everything. And now I'm at a point in my life as I've gotten older and learned the hard way on a lot of things. I don't have to understand everything, but it is my responsibility as a follower and a lover of Jesus Christ to respond with love to every person and to every situation. It's like when we talk about the mysteries of our faith. How can Jesus be God and man? Why did God create me? How can God love me? You know, we, there's no easy answers to a lot of things that we believe as Catholics. How does the bread and wine become the body and blood of Christ? We don't understand everything, but because of love and faith, we're able to live our lives as if we really believe it. And, and I think that goes for the people that we live with, we work with, that we spend every day with. We don't as you say, there's no way we can know everything that they've gone through. And they do and say certain things probably out of a response to what's happened to them in the past. So even though we don't understand it, we still have a responsibility to be patient and loving and kind and gentle towards other people because we may be the only Christ-like person that they come into contact with. Exactly. In the, in the year, that's exactly right, Tim, just as you phrased it. And that, you know, in this year of mercy, 
the Pope has drawn our attention to the fact that each, of, each one of us has an obligation to show the mercy of God, the generosity of God who, is, who forgives us freely and often and abundantly. You know, and this, and this is, you know, this is how we build up community. This is how we are saved. How do we get saved? <laughs> show mercy and forgiveness and compassion. Strive for peace. Um, that may include fraternal correction. You may have to correct people, and it, you know, with love and charity. Exactly, and it, and it you know, it includes fighting for what is right. But as Saint Augustine said. Winning the person rather than winning the argument. Good point. You know, uh, also it's it's an important point to know that no man can save himself. And God offers us the free gift of salvation. But once again, we have to have God's grace working within us to be able to receive that gift and to know and have the ability to say yes, even that. The ability to say yes to his free gift of eternal life is a gift from God. Exactly. And so salvation is a gift from God. Uh, it's a grace. It's the result of grace that as a result of the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, because of that, because of Jesus' suffering and death and his resurrection from the dead and his ascension into heaven, we who are baptized have a place prepared for us in heaven. In other words, salvation. We receive salvation through the grace of baptism, which includes sanctifying grace, which uh, changes us, elevates us, raises up, gives us a share in the divine life so that you can think and act like God. And then habitual grace, which transforms our, our will and our intellect and our passions so that we can think and act like God. And then there are actual graces that God gives us, moving us, the indwelling of the Blessed Trinity, moving us from within, actual graces, moving our faculties of intellect and will. Um, so salvation is God's, it's first and foremost God's work in us to which we assent. And even our assent is part of God's grace working in our lives. But we do merit salvation. While it is a gift, we do merit it because it always involves human freedom and human intelligence. Salvation requires human freedom and human intelligence. As St. Augustine put it, God who created us without our consent will not save us without our consent. So we can't save ourselves, however, we need to cooperate with God's free gift of grace, which the Catechism defines as a share in the life of God. Grace is a share in the life of God. And it's also something we receive from the sacraments when we receive the sacraments. All grace originates from the sacraments because all grace originates from the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's our contact with the humanity of Jesus that confers grace and that our contact with the humanity of Jesus is in the sacraments. Now, um, so we need God's grace and yet grace, and I tell people this all the time, grace works through our human intelligence and human free will. 
That's what Aquinas meant when he said grace perfects nature. We need to use our intelligence and our free will to perform acts that are meritorious of eternal life. So would that uh, also dovetail in with the fact that we're made in the image and likeness of God, and therefore because we're made like God, we have the intelligence and the free will like God. It's God-like because we're made in his image. Exactly, exactly. You know, we uh, that's precisely what it means to say we're created in God's image, is that we have the ability of freedom and intelligence. And salvation... It does not circumvent human intelligence and human freedom. It does not do away with human intelligence and human freedom. On the contrary, it requires that human salvation requires that human intelligence and human freedom be engaged more fully. Look at whatever you're doing in the world, you need to exercise it more fully in the life of grace. Well said, Father. We've been listening to Father Greg Maturi. Could we have a blessing before we go today, Father? Please. Heavenly Father, send, please send your Holy Spirit upon all our listeners. Fill them with your wisdom and love so they may know you and experience your presence in their life. You're changing your presence that changes us. Amen. Amen. We've been talking today about how we are saved, and I think it'd be safe to say that we're saved by the grace of Jesus Christ and the love of God and the love of one another. Uh, St. John of the Cross says, in the end, we'll be judged by love. Until next time, this has been Tim Perry. God bless you. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, Email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.